Hello and welcome to Financial Education for the Nation. My name's Warren Shute and today I want to show you how to spot and avoid a pension scam. This episode has been sponsored by IDELO, the price comparison website. Okay, so a little bit sort of, I want to say murky today, but a bit more subdued in the in the messaging. Okay, I'm normally very upbeat and everything else, and we'll keep it upbeat as well, but it's a serious message that I want to portray and, and get across to you guys. Um, in the 25 years that I've been a regulated financial planner, I've come across a pension scam twice. So... It doesn't mean they don't exist. They do. They're out there. But um, those two were also connected to the same company. The two individuals weren't connected to one another. In fact, they couldn't live further apart from one another. One was way up north and one was way down south. Um, but they both come to me uncorrelated. Um, but they've both been um, involved with the scam. And... Um, you know, it, they are out there, pension scams out there. And what my outcome today for this is really just to bring it to your attention so you're aware of it and for you to be prepared if it ever crosses your path. The probability is it won't. But if you're, you've got it in your arsenal there, then you're, uh, then you're safe. The pensions regulator says that more than £30 million has been reported lost uh, to pension scammers since 2017. Um, and that's just according to complaints filed to action fraud. They do feel that there are many, many, many more in addition to that because so many people don't realise they've been defrauded um, and therefore don't report it. And this is why I want to sort of bring it to your attention because it's not as if you lose the money like that. They're very sneaky in the methods in which they do it. And then before you know it, you've lost your money. Um, the two individuals that I was referring to um, did not know that they had been defrauded um, and roughly five years later, maybe four years later, um, they still don't have their money back and they've kind of written it off um, because they now realise they were defrauded. Um, absolutely zero to do with um, my own firm. Um, they came to me with this. I highlighted it to them. They were in denial. They didn't realize that they'd been defrauded. They thought it was um, going to be acceptable. It was all okay. Um, and yeah, four or five years later, um, they've written the money off. They said, okay, we realized that that was the case. Um, scammers tend to target both small and large pots um, from anything from a thousand pounds to say 500,000 pounds. Um, the pension record said the typical victim is a male in their 50s um, and ironically that likes football. I don't quite get that connection. That's a you know, sporadic sort of just throw it in there kind of thing. They like football. Um, it could happen to anyone, you know. Um, one of these couples, they both like football, I guess. One was in their 40s, one was probably at the time in their 50s. So, um, you know, it just happens. It's, it's a sad thing. And, you know, 
it is terrible. Um, it said the football fans approaching retirement appear, to appear particularly vulnerable to these scams. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. But, you know, if someone contacts you unexpectedly about pensions and accessing your pension before 55, firstly, it's illegal. Okay, you can't cold call for investments like that anymore. So it's illegal. Uh, report it, report it to the um, Action Fraud. Um, in preparation for this, I went onto their website. It's fascinating. If you've never been on there before, um, Google Action Fraud, um, kind of like a Department of the Police. You go through all the different frauds that are on there. There was frauds about social media, PayPal, and things like that. So um, <clears throat> how it's all working. So it's good to go on there, just have a little look, to keep your mind aware. I don't dwell on um, negative things. I don't like myself, allow myself to go down that route and focus on that kind of thing. But I am aware of it. I have to read it for my profession um, and uh, keep myself abreast of what's going on. And um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to see what's in there. So um, yeah, ha have a look on there and um, see, what, see what you think. But if someone unexpectedly calls you out the blue and wants to talk to you about your pension, it's a fraud. You know, a regulated firm would not do that. Um, you have to be invited to call them. Um, you can report them to Action Fraud. The number for Action Fraud is 0300. One two three two zero four zero, um, and as always, there's a blog that goes along with this um, podcast. So just shoot yourself across to warrenshoot.com, w a w r e n s h u t e dot com, and uh, you better pick up the uh, details on there. Um, the things that they tend to do is they tend to offer you tempting ways to invest your money. Now, I wanted to write this in the blog, but I wasn't allowed. But if it's brown and sticky, it's a stick, okay? Don't go for it. You know, if it's too good to be true, that's it. It's too good. It's not true. Um, ignore it. Don't go for it. You know, investing should be boring. I know it sounds silly. Investing shouldn't be exciting because excitement is what a roller coaster gives you. And it goes up and down like this. And you don't want that with your money. Trust me. Um they tend to say to you, oh, you can buy this island or you can buy this hotel complex um, and it's guaranteed tenants. You know, once you um, complete on it, we're building it. Once it's complete, we've got it let to these tour operators and they're going to fill it up and you've, you've guaranteed money. And they keep saying things like this and you sort of think, oh, you know I could go and use that. I've now got this boring pension. I can buy this great, exciting, exotic hotel. I can go and use it. We have to pay if you use it. Normal rates. You can't just use it for a discount, irrespective of what they say. You cannot do that. Um, and um, yeah, it just never happens. It just never happens. So much money goes in all the cost fees and everything else, i.e. what they're making. Um, you lose your money. So uh, you know, be careful. If it's too good to be true, it probably is, okay? And the thing is, once the money's transferred, once the money's left a regulated environment, i.e. protected for safety, and it gets moved out, um, you've lost it. You've lost it, and um, you know, potentially it's an unpermitted investment, so there's a 55% tax charge on it. But hey, sod that, it's just gone, you've lost the money. So um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just sad. So basically, because of the football link, which I think is a bit tenuous, but there you go, because of the football link, um, the pensions regulator and the FCA, the Financial Conduct Authority, have decided to team up with um, a footballer, Clive Tysdale. 
Tysdale. I don't even know who he is. I'm not a football follower, um, so I'm sure I'll get lots of feedback on that. In a campaign to try and aware, raise awareness about pension scams and how to prevent them. Um, hey, it's going to appeal to the footballers, isn't it? But is it going to appeal to everyone else? I don't know. I'm sure they could have chosen a better option, but hey, I wasn't involved with doing it. But you can significantly reduce your risk, okay? This is all you've got to do. Deal with regulated firms, period. If you deal with a regulated firm, you have a layer of protection. So the FCA, the Financial Conduct Authority, is a very strict regulator. And they really make sure that regulated firms, like my own, adhere to certain rules and procedures to protect you. Now, I'll get it wrong. Sometimes we look at them and think, God, that's a bit onerous, isn't it? Do we really have to do that? But what it is, is because we're, they're regulating to the lowest common denominator. There are some firms out there that wouldn't do things in a professional standard as default. <clears throat> So they've got to have these rules for them. And if the rules for them, the rules are for us. So we all follow the rules and we just follow them anyway. And we do the right thing for you as the client. Um, if you are working with a regulated firm, you are then covered under a thing called the Financial Services Compensation Scheme, uh, which offers you a layer of protection. So if you're working with a, a regulated firm, you have a layer of protection. It's when you go out of that and you start dealing with these unregulated firms rogue firms companies that you're in the whims of yourself so um you don't have that layer of protection so check out the um, fca register um again there's a link in the show notes uh, register.fca.org.uk um but also check out the person who you're talking to so you know jane might sit in front of you or john might sit in front of you and say yes i'm a regulated individual this is my name da, da, da. and you go online you see that jane's on those regular firm but make sure that is jane sat in front of you don't if you've never met this individual before um don't be afraid to say oh can i see your driving license so i could just check that you are john doe or jane smith or whatever so i when i look on there um and if you know when they give you the driver license or whatever they look completely different don't just allow it um you, know, you should really work with someone you trust there has to be a level of trust there and if you're getting to that level of detail of checking identity and stuff I, I i would i would not want to do that um try and visit them in their office um you then know and make sure their office and their company is on the register with the fca so both individuals and companies are on the register <clears throat> So you can go on there, search Lexington Wealth Management. You'll see Lexington on there, and you'll also see Warren Shute on there. You'll see my history of where I've worked in the past and stuff. So make sure that you are doing your due diligence if the individual hasn't been referred to you, um, particularly, you know, because if they've been, even if they have been referred to you, I would still do my due diligence. I have clients check me out on the register, um, and, um, you know, not all the time, admittedly, but um, occasionally. Uh, and it doesn't bother me. You know, I, I, I'm on there for a reason. I'm on there for your protection. Um, so yeah, make sure you do that. Um, and hey, do you, know what? you hear horror stories about all these things that go on and stuff like that, but they are infrequent. They are not the norm. Uh, as I said, in the last 25 years, I've come across two. Um, now that doesn't mean to say that, um, you may not be approached and, um, you have to be careful. And like with all fraud these days, whether it's cyber fraud, bank fraud, pension scams, you just have to be careful. Okay. So, um, go and check out the website. Go and make sure if you deal with a regulated advisor, they are regulated. Uh, excuse me. I was going to sneeze in. Sorry, I was going to sneeze. I just sneezed. Um, and make make sure that you know, they are regulated and that you are looked after. So five ways 
you can avoid being scammed. Okay, this is my idea of you taking five takeaways to avoid being a scam. So step one, do not be hurried. Do not be hurried. And even my own clients never, ever hurry them. You know, you present them your recommendations and advice. You are there to feedback and answer any questions and you allow them to consider it. Because although something is right intellectually and logically, it's got to fit emotionally. Now, I can go back and forth talking with the client and explaining things, but sometimes you just have to let the dust settle and you allow it to settle and you think, yeah, okay, that's right for me. Or if it just doesn't sit right with you, then don't do it. You know, don't do it because you'll only end up regretting it. You know, that's something inside you saying, oh, that's not right. You've not considered this one, but you can't articulate it. So, um, you know, don't be hurried, don't be pressured or rushed. Make any decisions about anything, um, really. Take your time, get a second opinion. Um, feel free, run it past me. Drop me an email, warren at warrenshu.com. Uh, we offer a second opinion service um, for anyone. Um, if it's regulated, I'll run it through Lexington Wealth Management. If it's just a non-regulated activity, I can just give you an opinion. But um, anything regarding advice, I will all respond under the guise of my regulated firm. But um, yeah, get a second opinion on things. Um, and sometimes it's good to do that anyway, um, even with advice you're getting from your own advisor. <clears throat> um, second thing to be careful of is that do not accept unsolicited calls, whether that's, or, or promotion. So whether that's telephone calls, letters, if they still send them these days, emails, social media, doesn't matter how nice the ad works and stuff like that and what they're promising, just do not accept them. If it, sparks an interest for you if what they're saying gets interest then go and seek your own independent financial planner okay and go and present what you are considering to the financial planner who's regulated and say this is what i'm considering can i get your advice please now you might pay for that um because you're paying for advice but it'll be a lot less than losing your pension fund okay so it's okay to be intrigued by something but don't necessarily go to them because they're going to tell you why it's a great idea. You need independent advice. Um, number three, check who you're dealing with. You know, I've mentioned this before, but really check who you're dealing with. Go to the FCA uh, register, type in their postcode, type in where you went to meet them, type in the individual's name, and make sure that the client agreement, the terms of engagement that you signed to deal with that firm is for the firm that you checked online uh, not for a different firm you can call the fca helpline also as well on 0800 111 6768 um, to see if the individual is registered with them and the firm is registered and you want both really you don't just want uh you don't want the firm registered and the individual not you want the firm and the individual. And the reason for that is the person talking to you, you want to make sure that they're regulated and they've kept up their CPD and they've got all their exams and everything else um, and that they're representing a regulated firm. So get make sure both are, are on the register. Um, and like I said, think about, number four, think about getting impartial advice. So you know, you've got the idea, okay, I'm now going to take that and I'm going to go and see someone who I know is regulated and qualified and does this for a living and I'm going to get impartial advice. Um, and, and the last thing is, like I said, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. 
You, know, you do not want exotic hotels in your pension fund. You do not want anything really exciting. Getting rich is boring. Um, and that's why most people don't actually ever accomplish it because they want excitement. If you want excitement, go and take up a hobby, okay? Regular, consistent investing, compound growth over time, a globally diversified portfolio that's gonna deliver you between five and eight, nine, 10% return a year, depending on your risk profile, is all you need, just consistent savings. Um, you don't want something too exotic, too exciting, because that's a roller coaster. And when it goes down, you bail out, your emotions get over, uh, take over and you bail out. And then when it recovers, you're not back into it. Um, hopefully it will recover. Um, but uh, yeah, you don't want excite, exciting or exotic. Keep that for your holidays. Okay, so um, in the news this week, um, financial planning week. So kind of coincides really. What a perfect opportunity if you've got an idea go and see a financial planner, a certified financial planner. It's kind of like the pinnacle of our profession. It's the standard that other financial planners sort of judge themselves against. It's a grueling exam and case study. So it's not just technical, it's presenting it. Um, and they have to adhere to, I don't know, about six or seven key elements that are very detailed um, when they present the plan. Um, I myself judge the Financial Planner of the Year award. So I get these case studies for certified financial planners who have passed the exam they then um, enter exam to try and win the winner of the year as it were um, and then I along with others go through and we judge those and we interview these individuals so some real smart cookies out there some fantastic financial planners and I actually learn myself from judging as much as I do from actually doing because I look at what they present me I think oh that's a really good idea I like that I like the way they presented that <clears throat> Never think you're too good um, or that you have all the answers. That's just too dangerous. But um, the CISI, that is the governing body, the Chartered Institute for Securities Investment, that looks after all financial planners, um, certified financial planners at least, and stockbrokers and wealth managers. Um, they have Financial Planning Week, which runs from the 5th to the 11th of October. Um, it's a, a, an opportunity for you to go and get free consultations, a free one hour session with a certified financial planner. And then the CISI, I've got all this complimentary uh, website work as well that you can go on and get information and tools and such like. Um, the website for the CISI is CISI, so Chartered Institute for Securities Investments, .org forward slash FP week, so Financial Planning Week. Um, or you can give the CISI a call on 020-7645-0777. So you give them a call. They will ask you for your postcode, where you are and stuff. And they'll give you a list of a couple of financial planners in your area that you can then go and make an appointment with. Um, currently, probably over Zoom, way things are working at the moment, or remotely, or maybe over the phone if you don't have Zoom. Um, some might be doing face-to-face. -face. Um, we're not. We're doing all ours over Zoom. Um, and most of the financial planners in the country get involved with Financial Planning Week because what we want to do is we want to raise the knowledge and um, awareness of financial planning and what it does. Um, but it's also it's our opportunity to give back a bit of pro bono work for people who wouldn't ordinarily go and see a financial planner. So um, you don't get the full financial plan. You get an opportunity to speak to a financial planner and they kind of give you a few ideas on what they would consider um, so you can kind of use it as a, a taster. Oh, I like this. I'm now going to engage with them. Or you can use it as just to answer any questions that you might have or are un unsure of. 
But um, yeah, give them a call. It's definitely worth it. Phone number for the CISI again. CISI is 020-7645-0777. Okay, also in the news this week, the government have confirmed the state pension age. No, no, no. The government have confirmed the personal pension age is rising from 55 to 57. So what this means is um, previously you were able to access your pensions from age 50. Then I think it was around about 2004, no, 2016, it increased from 50 to 55. Um, and now they're saying that, okay, from 2028, it's going to increase from 55 to 57, which, why 57? Because it's going to be 10 years behind the state retirement age. Now, they actually initially suggested this back in 2014, like that. So it's been on the cards a long time. We were aware of it. Virtually every financial planner in the world has been aware of it, or the country at least. Um, and we've factored it in on our plans for clients. So we know that if you were... <coughs> going to be um, 55 in 2028 you couldn't access your pensions you'd have to wait another two years so the way it sort of sort of work um, the reality is few people retire at that age anyway most people retire into their 60s um, affordability being the main reason they can't afford to retire so young so it's not really going to affect that many people and what it does do is it allows the funds to be there to grow um over time because people are living longer so we need more money to carry us through a um, typical rule of thumb is around about four percent of the capital that you've got will be able to provide you an income for about 30 ish years 35 years like that so um there are a few parameters around it but rule of thumb four percent of the capital you've got will last you um 30 years and if you're interested in that, i can do another session um, on that just take an income from retirement so a couple of questions uh, that I've received the last couple of weeks, and I've kind of coincided it with what's going on in here. Um, if I have been a victim of pension fraud, am I protected? Um, I kind of cover this in the main section, but I wanted just to cover this one particular question that I received. So if I'm a uh, victim of pension fraud, am I protected? It, it's a complex area. Typically, in summary, if you have worked with an FCA regulated firm, and your advice and the transaction was from an FCA regulated firm, then you should have protection under the Financial Services Compensation Scheme, the FSCS. If you've been working, if you're, if the work transaction has come from a non-regulated firm, so just a normal company masquerading as a financial advisor, so they're not on the register, they're saying we are financial coaches or what have you, um, and they're getting you to do some transactions, then you're not, you have no protection, I'm afraid. So it is deadly and sad and unfortunate, but you have no protection. So it depends on the regulation. And this is really when you want to be working with a regulated firm and why they, you know, why it's so important. Um, and unfortunately, yes, it is more expensive. I acknowledge that because the regulator firm has to pay for the regulatory fees and the PI insurance. And we actually fund the FSCS ourselves. So we, as a, a body, um, banks include all contribute in and that actually covers the conversation scheme so that's why it's more expensive to go through a regulated firm <clears throat> second question i have is i've heard in the press that taxes are going to increase because of the public borrowing is this true hey i love your um uh faith in me for knowing insider information but hey it's up to rishi sunak right he's the uh, chancellor um He's the one who's going to make these decisions. Um, 
I would find it hard to believe that he would increase taxes significantly until the economy was growing well and stable. At the moment, we have just come out of a furlough scheme, a pandemic, and we're approaching Brexit. All of those things give massive uncertainty for an economy. And remember, there's a disconnect between the economy and the stock market. We're talking about the economy here. Um, I can't really believe he would increase taxes significantly to repay the government borrowing because that could then jeopardise the growth trajectory and then take us into a spiral downturn. So he may tweak the taxes so that those companies that are doing well, i.e. tech, pay a share of tax. But the challenge he's got there is relationships. Until we get trade deals with the US and all these other countries around the world, I say US because that's mainly tech, he is less likely to want to put a tech tax in there. There was talk about these companies, um, the Googles are like Amazons who um, send most of their money offshore. So I could be corrected. I'm going to be brave and stick my neck out on the line and say I wouldn't increase taxes if I was the Chancellor until we were through Brexit and the country was growing again. But let's see. Let's see what he does. I don't think he's going to. So smarter spender section. Remember, smarter spender section is all about spending money because spending money is not bad. Spending other people's money is. So I want you to be smart with the money you've got. We go through the bank account system. 50% of the money comes in, covers the household bills. 30% is for you to spend and enjoy, which is great. And 20% is for saving. So the 30% of spending and enjoy, what's cheap at the moment? What's gone down in price this week? Um, Car accessories and car and mobile, uh, motorbike accessories are down 23%. It's not really my thing. I'm not really going to get excited by that. Um, TV is down 10%, which is pretty cool, especially with Christmas coming up. Um, Smartwatch is down 7 The thing that really caught my eye is barbecues are down 12% than on last week. And that's a biggie for me because we barbecue all year round. So um might be worth looking at getting a new barbecue. My barbecue is getting tired, I must say. Um what's what are people buying this week what's what's good to keep an eye out so remember three pay packets till christmas we're doing this in september so if we get paid monthly we've got september's we've got october's we've got november's by the time december's comes around you need to have done your christmas shopping so you've got three pay packets till christmas i've been going on about this for weeks and weeks and weeks please make sure you're putting money aside now for both the gifting and also the extra expense you're going to have because i do not want you to use your credit cards please do not use your credit cards during this period so robot seems to be a big popular gift at christmas in 2020 seems to be no exception the average price of toy robots um, according to idealo in September is £56. But if you wait until December, it shoots up to £73. It's like a 50% increase. So hey, get yourself out there. If you're gonna buy a toy robot, get it now rather than in December. Okay, so start looking at your shopping. Um, what else are consumers buying this week? We think winter jackets. So the weather had definitely changed. I love autumn, hate winter. Love autumn, love the summer, love spring. It's just winter I don't like. Autumn's great, but it's getting chilly, isn't it? It's getting cooler. So uh, winter jackets, they've seen a 15% discount on North Face coats, which my son will be very pleased with. He likes North Face coats. Um, and a 21% price drop on Patagonia jacket. I don't even know what that is, but a Patagonia jacket. 
But hey, you know, get yourself onto Idealo. If you're doing your Christmas shopping, make a list. Check it twice. Sound like a Christmas carol, doesn't it? But seriously, make a list, check it, get yourself on Idealo, start doing some price checks. You can set alerts if prices start dropping and you can set alerts to what um, price you're willing to pay for it. But do some planning and preparation. Hey, look. Is a different tone today. It's all about pension scams and Christmas and savings. I hopefully you've enjoyed it. Please like me on social media. Please email me with any questions. But until next time, please, my name's Warren Shute. This is Financial Education for the Nation. Take care.